my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nurse Doza podcast, The School of Doza. Thank you for joining us today. This is an educational podcast here to help your life get better. And when I mean get better, I mean get healthier. A lot of the things that we're going to talk about are things related to health and wellness. Every single podcast episode will provide tips, maybe even resources for you to use in your everyday life. Today's topic is about the liver. This is possibly my favorite topic to start off with because I love talking about the liver. Now, here's why I want you to care about the liver. The liver is an incredible organ. It's one of the few organs that can regenerate itself. In fact, actually, if the liver was cut in half, it would regenerate itself completely. Now, the liver is resilient, and I'm telling you this because I want you to listen to the full podcast. I want you to understand why I'm talking about what we're talking about and give you the tips that we're giving you. It's only 30 minutes. I know you can do this. Some of the tips you're going to be hearing is a little more complex. Some of them will sound very basic, and that's fine. I want you to pay attention to both. My message is not just education, but encouragement as well. And I'm going to give you five tips on liver health. Okay? We ready? Now, class is in session. One in four U.S. adults have fatty liver. That basically means four one in four U.S. adults have an unhealthy liver. Now, when your liver is unhealthy, your whole body is unhealthy. If your liver is healthy, then your brain is healthy. Your heart is healthy. You have less pain. You have a flatter stomach. You basically have better poops. And there's lots of reasons why you want to support your liver. But your liver does so many things for our body that you don't even know what they do, but here you're going to hear about some of the things. And after this, you'll probably say, oh my gosh, I got to support my liver every single day. Tip number one, for liver health, you need to support antioxidant production. Now the liver, one of the main things it does is it actually detoxes the entire body and reduces inflammation. Now there's that term inflammation we hear about a lot and I'll simplify this. Every single health issue, every single disease, every dysfunction that occurs in the body will come from inflammation. Inflammation comes from stress. Now, stress is constant. Now, you think of your mother-in-law is giving you stress or your finances give you stress. Well, stress is stress no matter what kind of stress it is. And stress is going to occur from either something you eat, you consume, or something your environment gives you. Now, your body can only handle so much stress. And when it can only handle so much stress, dysfunction comes about. And the byproduct of dysfunction is inflammation. And genetically, some people will have this inflammation in their liver, their heart, their brain, maybe even their digestive tract. Now, the liver will detox any type of damage from inflammation throughout the body. Now, if you have damage to your heart, if you have damage to your brain, the liver makes things like antioxidants and antioxidants go and help reduce inflammation throughout the body. 
Now, you make antioxidants throughout your entire body. The brain makes a bunch, but the liver makes more antioxidants than any other part of the body. And like I said, antioxidants' sole purpose is to reduce cellular damage from life stressors. Things like glutathione come from the liver and go and directly help contribute to cellular health. And if you think about glutathione, it's this compound that you may or may not have heard of in the last couple of years, but it was my first love when I started practicing. Glutathione was given in IVs for people and I started reading about how it helped people's health issues. Fill in the blank, call it what you want. Anything was helped with glutathione. And so I started practice doing vitamin IV saying, I'm just going to give glutathione to everyone. But then I quickly realized that maybe not everyone needs a bunch of glutathione. I mean, it's a powerful antioxidant, but what if I could get the liver to make glutathione on its own? Maybe that's the issue that the liver is so inflamed from stressors that the liver cannot make antioxidants like glutathione. And you have to give it through a vitamin IV in order to reduce inflammation in your body. This person could have an autoimmune disorder. This could person could have cancer. This person could have dementia. But the underlying issue is that there's no glutathione being made in the body. And so that brings us to our next antioxidant that the liver makes, N-acetylcysteine, otherwise known as NAC, Nancy Alpha Charlie. NAC is my second favorite antioxidant to give to people because it is the most powerful liver antioxidant that we make. And we just talked about glutathione. Well, NAC is the precursor to glutathione in the body. And if you find a supplement like NAC, the idea is that you take NAC and it basically contributes to the production of more glutathione in the body. And there's numerous studies throughout the years that have showed that this is true. Now, the background on NAC, and just to tell you what we're dealing with here, I view glutathione and anti-acetylcysteine as medications because we get them from pharmaceuticals, even though it's weird because you can find them over the counter. And if you find this confusing, let's think about this. According to the World Health Organization, anti-acetylcysteine is recognized as a relevant medication required in a basic health system. And I quote, NAC may be orally administered through inhalation as well as intravenous and is listed as an essential medication. Moreover, N-acetylcysteine is considered a medication that displays pro-neurogenic and neuroprotective properties, which means that you can give NAC for almost anything and it will help your body. And if you overdosed off of acetaminophen or Tylenol and you went to the ER, they give you an IV bag full of NAC. They have that in the ER ready to go. It's been done for years. So it's incredible that if you think about where it's coming from, it's coming from the liver. If the liver is inflamed for any reason or it's unhealthy, and like I said, I'm going to keep saying this, one in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver, then I have to imagine one in four U.S. adults cannot make N-acetylcysteine nor can they make glutathione and they must supplement in order to make these antioxidants that will help them promote longevity. So tip number one, make sure that you support the anti oxidant production that comes from the liver. Keep in mind, NAC and glutathione are two ways to do it. There's a bunch of different types of nutrients the liver needs. Some of them are vitamin B6, vitamin B9, vitamin B12, B2, B3, maybe even amino acids like L-glutamine and methionine. These things can help the body make glutathione. There's a recipe for it, and I can even go into that later, but it's all going to come back to supporting the function of the liver. Tip number two, the liver helps with hormone regulation. Now, when it comes to liver health, no one associates liver and hormones, but I'm going to tell you right now, they go hand in hand. 
The liver helps regulate almost every single hormone in the body. And keep in mind, there's over 200 different hormones in the body. So when we have all these different types of hormones, we have to look at them as signals. They're basically communication to the brain that basically are produced in response to stress. Think about your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and your adrenal glands produce things like cortisol, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Naturally, when you basically wake up, your brain does the same thing too. Well, these are stress hormones and you've heard of cortisol being a stress hormone. I'm using uh, air quotations. Well, when you wake up in the morning, your body starts making hormones because you're awake now. It was making certain hormones when you were asleep. Now it's making hormones when you're awake. And like I said, hormones are just communication to the brain based off of what's going on in the environment. If you just wake up, guess what? You need some energy to start your day. Your body starts making cortisol. So cortisol can release stored blood sugar from your liver. Because keep in mind, when we talk about the liver, the liver is a storage unit and it stores a lot of energy in our body like glucose and proteins and fats. And we already know it makes antioxidants. So keep in mind, the liver does many different things. But when it comes to hormone regulation, it directly is involved in the cortisol production, in the, in the thyroid regulation, in the adrenal regulation. Basically, any hormones that go circulate throughout the blood, the liver is basically responding to whatever hormones are circulating through the body. And if you want better hormones, you need a better liver. Because any person, especially a woman who's going through premenopause, the liver is directly involved in hormone regulation. So you have to imagine if a woman is in her 30s or 40s and they're going to menopause at an earlier time than they expected, I have to go ask them, well, how's your liver health? Because if your liver is beat up, and I have to imagine if one in US, one in four US adults have fatty liver, this woman might have a fatty liver too, which means she doesn't have very good hormone regulation, which if she's in her 30s or 40s, how would that affect her? The liver has a direct connection to insulin. Now, when people with diabetes, insulin resistance is a big problem, but you got to keep in mind that insulin resistance is occurring throughout the entire body. And if the liver is unhealthy, it directly cannot help out insulin regulation, which will put you at risk for all types of diseases and disorders throughout the body. Now, like I said, with hormone regulation, if the liver is working like it should, insulin's working better, which means you can process all the food that you're eating and store it correctly and then get rid of it when you need to. If you have insulin problems throughout the body, you probably have higher risk for heart disease and dementia. So having a fatty liver leading to insulin resistance can definitely be a problem when it comes to hormones. And no one ever talks about insulin when it comes to hormone problems, but it's probably an issue way before a woman goes into menopause and insulin resistance is probably a big problem even before the man starts developing low testosterone. So keep in mind, hormone regulation will come from a healthier liver. Tip three, fast food leads to a fatty liver. Now you see how this is correlating to one another. What we eat goes directly into our liver and our liver is a storage unit that has to store all the foods you have eaten throughout the course of a lifetime. And if you decide to get healthy recently, that's great. But imagine you were eating fast food growing up. Well, McDonald's and Burger King and sodas and alcohol, it's really hard to process all that all those ingredients and it's really hard to get rid of them and use them for energy. So think about the Burger King that you had 10 years ago. It's still in the back of your liver waiting for you to clean it out. It's almost like when was the last time you cleaned out your storage unit? Well, fast food 
goes into the liver and what happens is it accumulates in the liver and too much fat is bad for the liver. I mean, the liver is made of fat for crying out loud, but we don't want the wrong kind of fat. Like we don't want fast food oil. We don't want uh, corn oil. We don't want seed oil. We don't want fried foods. You know, trans fats was a big thing a couple years ago. Well, all those types of foods go into the liver and pollute it and basically make it inflamed and it's harmful. In fact, according to some studies I have in front of me, dietary cholesterol may be harmful to the liver. In particular, when administered in combination with polyunsaturated fatty acids, which favor lipid perioxidation, which basically means when you consume nuts, meats, and some seed oils, all those things will inflame your liver, especially if you're eating other things on top of it, right? Because let's be honest, when you're eating a burger, you're eating buns, you're eating a burger and probably cheese, all that type of fat is very inflammatory to liver and it's going to be stored in there and it's going to trigger all kinds of issues later down the road. But on a side note, you are what you eat. So if you eat healthier fat, then guess what? You have a healthier liver. I have a research article here that shows that avocado fat helps liver damage. In quotations, as measured by changes in the levels of plasma ALT and AST, which are two lab tests for fatty liver and inflamed liver, it shows that avocado showed extraordinary potent liver injury suppressing activity. And what's great about it is you say, oh my gosh, if I eat avocado, I could help my liver. Yes, avocado might be the most perfect food out there, but what it does is it provides the body with something called monounsaturated fat. Now, monounsaturated fat is a very healthy fat. It's a lot of the kind of fat that you see in the healthier foods, like very fatty fish oil. You're looking at things that are not going to be polluting your liver and not inflaming your cholesterol. Oh, and keep in mind, cholesterol is also made in the liver. So if you want to eat healthier fat, it can contribute possibly to healthier cholesterol for some and thus helping your heart in the long run. That's why they say fish oil can help support healthy cholesterol levels, but that's because the fish oil is also going and supplying the liver with the kind of fat it needs in order to function. Now, keep in mind when you take a fish oil, um, it's also the same type of fat, the omega-3s that you find in your eyes and in your brain. And I find that a lot of people will have choline deficiency, omega-3 deficiency, and uh, and you'll find this in fatty liver, you'll find it in heart issues, you even find it in dementia. And so basically the takeaway is you are what you eat. So if you're going to provide your body with healthy nutrients, make it be the best kind. And food is supposed to rot. So if you eat from places where food doesn't rot and it has a long shelf life, just think that's directly going to contribute to damage in your liver. But not all is lost because keep in mind, while we're talking about all this, the liver is resilient. And all you have to start doing is cleaning out the liver, but at the same time, stop eating the things that are causing damage to it. Tip number four, bad liver, bad estrogen. Now, we talked about hormone issues before, but I really want to drive this message home, especially for all the women out there who are listening. If you have a fatty liver, which keep in mind, one in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver, you probably have bad estrogen. Research has shown that there are direct connections between the liver and estrogen. And in fact, there are years of studies that show that estrogen is directly regulated by liver health. So when a woman starts going into menopause, they lose their ability to produce a certain estrogen. If that estrogen helps regulate liver health and they lose that production, how do you think that's going to affect the liver? Now, and vice versa. Imagine a woman is in their 20s or 30s and they're taking years of birth control. Well, where do you think that birth control goes into the body? It gets passed through the liver. 
and it's very toxine on the liver, taxing on the liver, I should say. And whenever you have this birth control going through the liver for 10 or 20 years, it's suppressing your ability to make good estrogen, which you need in order for proper liver function. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, isn't that a catch 22? Like, yes, it is. But here it is where we look at, you know, 2023 and how many women now in their thirties were on birth control for, you know, 10 or 12 years. And they suppress the ability to make estrogen, but then if they suppress their ability to make estrogen, how does that affect their liver? Well, are they putting their liver at risk for being inflamed? Yes, they are, which is incredible. Now, on a side note, you could say, well, maybe it's bad genetics. I agree with you. It's called epigenetics. Epigenetics are the study that your environment can influence your genes. Now, we know some people say, well, I have uh, good genes and this doesn't run in my family because I have good genes and all that. I get that. But epigenetics means that your genes can be altered or mutated from your environment, which means if you stand in front of a microwave for 20 minutes every single day for a year, it's going to affect your genes. If you put Wi-Fi on your phone and put that in your pocket for the next five years, it's going to affect your sperm count because all these are stressors on the body. And imagine you're like, well, I didn't have problems with my testes before I started using my cell phone all the time. Well, I'm like, yeah, well, the iPhone's only been around for, you know, 15 years. We didn't have Wi-Fi in our pocket walking around from 1970 to 1980. So how is that going to affect your genes if radiation, Wi-Fi, environmental toxins filter your body and go through your body and your body has a poor functioning liver and it can't handle all this? Well, it's going to affect you and lead to poor issues. And I quote, let's look at this. The genes that are affecting the liver that are affected in this case can directly affect estrogen regulation. So if you have a bad liver and then you have poor genetics on top of it, which some people do, you're asking for a world of problems here. If you look at the liver, the liver will produce estrogen derivatives with potential anti-cancer activities. Only if the genes are working like they should. There's a gene called COMT. And uh, the COMT gene is in the liver. It's throughout the body. But the COMT gene directly involves estrogen regulation and dopamine production. But the COMT gene is found in the liver. And if this gene is off in any way, genetically, you have a higher risk of having issues with your estrogen production, which can lead to all kinds of women's issues. If your liver, and if this is occurring in the liver, which usually it is, you mix poor genetics uh, packed on top of a poor lifestyle, you are literally suppressing the production of good estrogen and you're causing this woman to basically be into uh, an earlier menopause. So think about it. You want healthy estrogen, healthy liver. And keep in mind, when a woman makes menopause estrogen, there's a different kind of estrogen that's being produced. But keep in mind, menopause estrogen comes from cholesterol, which comes from the liver. So keep in mind, you want better cholesterol, you want better menopause estrogen, you want better liver because the liver is going to regulate all of that. And we can get into that to another episode. But like I, the, 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 the idea is that estrogen and liver go hand in hand. So you want good estrogen, you want good liver. Tip number five. The methylation cycle. Now, I love talking about the methylation cycle. Some people know this as the NTHFR gene. Now, for years, you've probably been told that you need to take a certain kind of B vitamin, specifically B9, in order for your liver and your MTHFR gene to function better. Now, that is true. However, the MTHFR gene is involved in numerous health issues throughout the body because the MTHFR gene helps us regulate and produce energy. It helps us detoxify and it helps with neurotransmitter production. 
In fact, if you actually go look up methylation, you'll find it actually repairs our DNA. So you imagine stressors throughout our lives are going to basically cause inflammation and direct cellular damage throughout our entire body. Some people are more prone to having these issues occur in their liver, their heart, or their brain. But having a problem with your methylation gene is a really big issue, especially for your liver because the methylation cycle is predominantly occurring in the liver. So when a person has an issue with this gene, I just don't think they have a problem with B9. They have a problem with their liver because if they can't methylate correctly, their liver doesn't function correctly. And the MTHFR gene is directly involved in things like antioxidant production known as glutathione and N-acetylcysteine. We talked about it in tip one. Imagine the reason why you can't make your own glutathione is because you don't methylate correctly and you have an issue with your MTHFR gene. I have the worst gene out there for the MTHFR gene. In fact, both my parents have it as well. That means that I don't methylate correctly, which means my liver doesn't function well and I was born that way. That's my genetics. So I'm at higher risk for things like diabetes because of insulin problems with the liver, right? I'm at higher risk for low testosterone and higher estrogen, which could put me at risk for cancer. And then because all these issues are also involving neurotransmitter production and the brain, what does that look like for vascular dementia down the road for me and cognitive decline? Anyone that has an MTHFR issue needs to take methylated vitamins in order to support this gene and its many pathways. Some of the methylated vitamins that you could take are methylated B9, 5-MTHF. There's also methylcobalamin, which is B12. And my personal favorite, P5P, vitamin B6. I take these on a daily basis along with something known as trimethylglycine or betaine in order for my methylation cycle to work correctly because I, can afford, I cannot afford to have an undermethylated liver. That's the reason why all of our vitamins are methylated because of people like me. Every single MSW nutrition vitamin has methylated factors in it to help support the MTHFR gene because people like me need it in order to function better. And on a side note, we'll get into it one episode later, but the MTHFR gene and the COMT gene are directly connected. So if a person has an issue with both, like we mentioned before, it puts them at higher risk for estrogen and dopamine issues, as well as detoxification and hormone regulation. So to recap, I want you to take away five different tips to support your liver health. Number one, your liver makes antioxidants. Find the recipe to make yours. Either get N-acetylcysteine IVs or start taking glutathione. Number two, the liver helps regulate all your hormones. Keep this in mind the next time you're doing blood work because you want to include liver hormone or liver enzyme panels along with your hormone panels. Ask your practitioner to order it alongside. Number three, fast food leads directly to unhealthy liver. One in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver, which means one in four U.S. adults are eating way too much fast food. Cut back on it and replace that type of fat with healthier fat like avocado. That's a great substitute for your liver. Number four, bad liver equals bad estrogen. For all the women out there, if you want better hormones, especially better estrogen, take care of your liver. Take some sort of supplement to help support your liver like knack or maybe even milk thistle and get off the birth control, please. Tip number five, your genetics directly influence your liver function. The MTHFR gene is a perfect example. 
Make sure you always take methylated vitamins to support your MTHFR gene and your genetics in your liver. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was one of my favorite topics to discuss, and it's going to hopefully leave a lasting impression for you. The liver is incredible, but here's the thing. It's not too late to take care of it. And for some of you, this might be the encouragement you needed to hear. And I wanted to tell you, you can do this. You can be healthy. You can be as healthy as you want to be. You can have a healthy liver. You can have healthy hormones. You can live a life without inflammation. It's very possible because I've seen it done many times of over. Many times have people have come in here and said, I want to be healthier and I need to know where to start. Well, listening to this podcast is a great way to start. Asking a friend who's maybe taken control of their life and ask them what they've done. Work on your sleep. Find a good community. A lot of this can be done from what you start incorporating in your daily lifestyle. And because this is a liver episode, I can't speak on liver without talking about our liver love. We have a supplement called liver love. It has 16 ingredients in it that support the methylation cycle, that support liver function and detoxification, and the production of antioxidants. We love talking about the liver because if the liver helps regulate hormones, then all of a sudden, if your hormones become balanced, you become balanced. So taking a supplement like Liver Love, which I highly recommend everyone does, I take it on a daily basis because it has methylated B9 in it, it's going to help improve your life. Use code NURSEDOZA for 15% off. There's 120 capsules in it, and you can play around with the dosage if you want. Some people take one a day, some people take two a day, but keep in mind, if you go to two to three pills, it's a heavier detox. If you do four pills a day, you're detoxing and cleaning out that storage unit, so be prepared. It's going to be the best thing for you. Now, if you want a really good liver supplement to take, I love Liver Love. It's our favorite supplement. I take it daily. You can use code NURSEDOZA for 15% off. Now, in this bottle, there's 16 ingredients to make antioxidants to help your liver function better. And there's even methyl B9 in there to support your methylation cycle. There's 120 capsules. And like I said, you can play with the dosage if you like. You can take one, you can take two. If you take three or four, it's a heavier detox. Just keep that in mind and go through it because it'll be well worth it in the end. If you need more helps, and you, or if you want more tips and you want to really deep dive into a lot of things that we talked about on the show, we are going to provide you with all the references from all the topics that we discussed today. It'll be in our show notes. I want you to go ahead and sign up for our newsletter where we do a lot of Q&A. A lot of people ask us a lot of questions when it comes to the liver and hormones, and we're happy to answer as much as we can. So please sign up for the Nurse Doza newsletter. Go to mswlounge.com and you'll be able to sign up that way. And if you go to our show notes, keep in mind, a lot of these things are going to be there that you can reference. And I want you to maybe study some of this, get familiar with it. It might scare you at first, but keep this in mind. This is educational and we're all learning. And I started here uh, years ago doing the same thing. So we're all in this together. But I wanted you to know that the reason why we're putting together this podcast and the reason why we put together a newsletter, why we put together Liver Love is because we want you to be as healthy as possible. We feel that it is possible for anyone to achieve health, no matter what stage of life you're in, because we've seen it done over and over and over and over and over again, all right? People like me and everyone else were unhealthy at one point, and 
you have to put in the work, but it's possible. And trust me, when you put the work in and you finally get to that point where you feel incredible, there's no going back. And you're going to want to share this with other people. So please, if you listen to this and if resonated with you, send it to a friend. If you take liver love and it helps you, share that with a loved one because it could help them as well. Thank you. Be well. The School of Doza is now concluded.